cash generation is an art form. I went and hocked a $10,000 diamond ring for $300 because I couldn't afford my rent and my mortgage. My whole life was falling apart. I was going through a relationship breakdown, contract job coming to an end. My coach said to me, Jasmine, you're actually in the perfect storm. Yeah. Like everything's burning to the ground, but this is happening for you. This is the perfect storm. I know you can't see it right now, but your life is about to change and it's only going to be for the better. And he really gave me that sense of hope. I need cash and I need cash fast. I have nothing. And I actually went and created a program. I made 65 grand that month. Whoa, I cannot <laughs> believe this. And that was the first time I realized cash generation is an art form. Actually learning how to make money, that is a skill set. Welcome to episode two of the Business Ruffle. I'm Jamie Spiller. And I'm Al. And I am Jasmine Sheree. So I think it's important before we go any further, in the podcast, we talk about why the business thruple. <laughs> I claim responsibility for the name. <laughs> I, actually, I actually didn't know what a thruple was until Hayman Island. <laughs> well, I thought it was a great idea because the thing is what happened, I, Hayman Island, so we, bit of context, we went away for Jamie's 40th uh, maybe two months ago. Tell me it was two months ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago. Anyways. Hayman Island is a very, very, very luxurious holiday destination and it's all couples. And I was going as a single and I was like, you guys, I'm going to be like the best third wheel ever. And then I had this idea <laughs> while I was up on the island. I was like, I'm just going to tell everyone that we're a thruple. And then you turn around and you go, What's a thruple? What's a thruple? <laughs> and like, it's like a couple, but there's three of us. Uh, and like, more contents. I'm like vanilla as they come, like straighty 180. You will not catch me at any kind of swingers party. Monogamous. So a thruple was like, for our nearly 20 year marriage, was a like very foreign concept. Well, I'm sure everyone on the island thought Al was the luckiest man. <laughs> <laughs> but everywhere, everywhere we went, like, it was like, I was like making it really clear, we are not a thruple. I was like, no, 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 I'm with them. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were putting the name together for the podcast, it fe seems only really fitting that it, we are the business thruple. We are the, the three amigos when it comes to, to business. And I think this podcast, we really want to share the journey of Jasmine's journey in entrepreneurship and where how she got to where she is today and how we come together to be creating a worldwide company. So, Jazz, can we ask you some questions? Yes. Yes, I am an open book. <laughs> what do you want to ask first? Oh, just threw me straight under the well, bus because I thought you were going to start. That's okay, I'll, I'll go straight into it. I would love to know what was your journey? Like what was that first step into entrepreneurship for you? I think last podcast you touched on, you know, that mindset for you of going from entrepreneurship to Employee, employee to, entrepreneur. to entrepreneurship. Mm. So what was that first step into entrepreneurship for you? My uh, my first step, like I dabbled in um, uh, entrepreneurship uh, whilst having uh, a job. Like so I, I was in, had a corporate career for 17 or 18 years. Um, I worked um, uh, at CEO level. The people that mentored me were actually very high profile, very powerful um, CEOs and chairmen and C-suite 
uh, archetypal uh, people. So, um, and then I transitioned um, from um, being an executive assistant um, to, to more project management, leadership consulting. Got headhunted by a management consultancy firm. It was one of those moments where I was like looking over my shoulder and I was like, me? Like, and she still gets headhunted to this day. I might put a yeah, side note I in still, there. <laughs> like, whenever she gets, she, she calls me and she'll go, oh, I got headhunted. And I'm like, do, please do not leave me. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I genuinely do uh, take calls almost every other week, um, people uh, wanting to engage me. Um, but um, so I, my, my last role uh, in corporate was um, working in the mining and resources industry as a leadership um, uh, consultant um, and, a, and a coach um, with, you know, a very big mining company in Australia. When that contract came to a close, it was 20 March, June, July um, 2019 and my coach at the time, um, in fact, my whole life was falling apart. Like literally, <laughs> it wasn't the wheelchair story, but it was for me. It was, um, I, I mean, I call 2019 um, my year of um, fire and destruction. Um, but they're the pivotal moments in oh, time. Yeah. But I, well, one of the pivotal moments uh, for myself was I could not talk to my coach without breaking down. Like I, I was, I was going through a relationship breakdown. Um, and uh, I knew the contract was coming to a close, had a little bit of money in the bank. And um, I remember my coach actually said to me, he's like, Jasmine, this is, you're actually in the perfect storm for your life. Yep. Um, and he's like, he's like, I know you can't see it right now. He's like, but he's like, your life is, uh, your life is about to change and it's only going to be for the better. Did you see that? Like, I know for me, like going back to the wheelchair story and like I, I, I kept, like that was the thing inside my head this is happening for me. When you were in that pivotal moment in your employee to entrepreneur, were you feeling that? Uh, I, I just knew I had to take one step at a time. And I knew after uh, that moment with my coach and he's like, you're, he's like, this is very tumultuous for you. Like everything's burning to the ground. Um, he's like, but this is happening for you. This is the perfect storm. And he really gave me that sense of hope of, he's like, what do you want to create for your life? And I'd done like 10 years of personal development, um, you know, like, okay, like what do I want to create? What, what do I want to create? And I just literally kept checking back in with myself. It's like, what does the woman in me want to create for my life? Mm. Newly single, um, job coming to, uh, you know, contract job coming to, to an end. What do I want to create for my life? Like what does the woman in me want? Um, and just little by little, I moved from living, um, in a beautiful home in the, in the city. Um, uh, it was like a $7 Uber ride, um, from my home to the office. And I, I, uh, I was like, well, I don't need to be in the city anymore. So I actually moved out onto the land. That was like a dream of mine since I was, you know, in my early twenties is to live on property. And, um, so that was kind of the first big transition. Um, and I made a very, very clear decision um, that I was not going to go back into corporate. I actually said to my boss, now who I'm still really beautiful friends with um, to this day, um, I was his name's Jess, and I was like, Jess, you know I love you, right? He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I don't want you to call me for two months. 
Like you're not, we're not allowed to talk <laughs> because we were so close and we were, we had such a close working, very professional relationship. I was like, don't talk to me. I need Did you to go. Did you go back to the easy? Like you were scared you were going to go back to the easy? No, I just needed to go and like find my path and I needed not to have him. Like not that nothing bad happened. I was just like, I need you to leave me alone. Stop talking to me and I need to go and pave my own path right now. And like he knew what I was going through in my life. Um, and I was really, um, passionate about sexuality, um, and education. And so I decided, um, uh, and I was really passionate about youth as well. So I decided to, um, go and create a business that, uh, and I called it Sacred Pathways, um, uh, it was a youth sexuality, um, and leadership uh, empowerment programs that I that I ran in 2019. Um, so, and I worked so hard in my business. Like I created, I created a not for profit style business. I was I was I was passionate about a purpose driven, mission driven business, and um, mm -hmm. and it got to uh, uh, it it got to December of that year. That was again December of that year was a really pivotal moment in my journey because I ran out of money and I had been working so hard on this new business. I'd be creating programs and I was, you know, doing all the things and I ran out of money. Like I went from a lot of money in the bank to having this vision to no money in the bank and I couldn't even afford my mortgage. Was it a burn your boats moment? Like I'm really This big. is a question I was going to touch on actually is how you went through navigating the certainty of being an employee to the uncertainty of being an entrepreneur and not knowing when the money's coming in and how you navigated that transitional period. Because I had money in the bank, I, there was no uncertainty for me. I was just kind of cruising because I don't like I, I'm, I don't come from a really wealthy background, but I just had it. I kind of really wasn't looking into the future. All I knew was I had to work hard on this business, and I had money in the bank from that, and it was just savings. I was. Um, I had, I had no skill set of making money and generate and cash generation. Yep. <laughs> so I was, uh, there was a woman who um, uh, was in our community. She was a business coach. She could see my passion and she could see my fire. And uh, she was running a program and uh, she actually gave me a scholarship to that program. And I was like, it was like, something in my brain went okay usually when you give a, a, not usually a lot of the time when you give a scholarship to someone they don't take it uh as seriously as what you know when you've got money on the table yep. I made a very clear choice I've been given this fucking opportunity I went and watched every one of her videos five times over and that's what I think like is a like one of your strongest skill sets is your ability just to take action and what you need in the game of entrepreneurship is you have to be an action taker. But there was a really clear moment for me. It was a clear conversation and I had been doing all this work in this business, right, creating these programs. She said to me, I'll never forget it, Jasmine, your only job right now is cash generation. Mm -hmm. I couldn't afford my mortgage. I went and hocked a $10,000 diamond ring 
I'll never forget that moment. It was December 2019 uh, for $300 because I couldn't afford my rent and my mortgage. Yep. And I remember on the way to Cashies and my mum said to me, she's like, honey, don't do it. You'll regret it. Please don't do it. And I had to switch off from I just had to check out and go and do what I needed to do. I was in such a survival state. And then my mentor said to me, your only job is cash generation. Go and make money. And she gave me, a, you know, a framework to be able to do that. And it was January 2020. This is when COVID was hitting as well. Yep. I created a program. I looked around at all my friends. They were all coaches. Bless all my friends. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, I need cash and I need cash fast. I have nothing. And I actually went and created a program through using the framework of um, this coach and I made 65 grand that month. Yep. And that was the first time I realised, and I speak to this quite often, um, you know, with my clients, the art of ca like cash generation is an art form and that journey from entrepreneur, sorry, employee, being an employee to entrepreneurship, actually learning how to make money, that is a skill set that I did not have that I had to learn. I had a lot of other incredible skills but it was like D-Day for me. Mm -hmm. I was in such – and I did and I went and created like 65 grand that month and I was like, holy. Yeah, but it was, ste it's, it's step one like and you know, it, it's – My first ever yeah. launch and I'd only ever um, – I'd only ever – done like little events like, you know, charging $150 for an event or yeah. something like that. And she's like, no, nah, we're going to like, you're going to charge, what was it, seven and a half grand for this program. And it was just like there was a sense of worthiness within myself that I had to meet, yeah. which, you know, th like that really was the birthplace of my entrepreneurship journey. I was like, fuck, okay, whoa, <laughs> I cannot <laughs> believe this. Like, and you can like I really got like that, like what's possible uh, when we have the right tools to be able to generate money and create a life and a business that we actually are deserving of. Yeah. And I, like you're part of that journey. I don't know if I've ever told you. So yep. <laughs> when not only did we lose this money to this business partner of the platform, but we actually sold our house to invest into that business. Oh, wow. So like when you say like that ring that had sentimental value, but I think that's a skill set in the entrepreneurship, right? It's willing, you've got to be willing to risk it for the biscuit. Yeah. If you're not willing to go balls deep, risk it for the biscuit. Yeah, you can't be one foot in. Burn it for your boats. People that talk about, you know, doing, but I'm not for it. Like I'm like, you want to play the game, you've got to dig your trench and you've got to play hard. Mm. Oh, <laughs> the stories. Yeah. The stories and the stories of entrepreneurship, I think, is what grows entrepreneurs. So thank you for sharing your journey. And the other things that you were touching on, I think, were really big for us and how I think this is a really great segue into how we came together. Mm. Um, you want to touch on, like, how we were really adamant when we started on business, like, ecological, like, that was, like, the word that we yep. kept repeating like and I'd had a psychic tell me like you're going to create this ecological business I had no idea what really ecological was back then but we were on a mission even with the platform that we wanted to create this win-win business and it just didn't it didn't get to the point of where it could happen with the business 
Yeah, but that in our first bin, first business, it was win-win for everyone else we were bringing in, but it was loss for us, so it wasn't ecological. But it wasn't a done win. Like I wanted to create a business where it was done, like there was no way that you couldn't lose and many people would tell you that's not possible and I don't like getting told no. I'm like I, I want something and then I make it happen. And so when we set out to do the cleaning business, that's what I really wanted to create. From the very get-go, I was going to create an environment where it was going to be this ecological business. I was also very mindful that I, of my weaknesses in business, that was what I got really clear on. Like if I was going to become the CEO that could hold this company to be create a, like world domination, I had to be really conscious of my weaknesses and our weaknesses and I started to dream up this person um, that had the skill sets that I didn't. Like I was really, I'm really, really big pictures, you know, dotting the I's and crosses, crossing the T's is not what I'm about. And Al's like get shit done. Like that's his mentality. You know, we got a list, he goes and he gets that stuff done. So I kept like trying to manifest this person that would help us in biz. And Jazz came into our life probably we'd known jazz like through friends and stuff but we first reached out to jazz in regards to business would have been july august last year yes about a, about a year ago and yeah. oh yeah about coming coming on a year ago like it, it moves quickly now at the time i didn't realize that she was this person that i was manifesting <laughs> like had no idea like she just had this skill set and we rang her about i think it was non for profit stuff yep um, and we didn't end up working with her at that stage, you know, like it was a lot of back and forth calls, but Elle and I both said, we just really feel like we're going to work with jazz at some stage. And you, then you came to me a few times yeah. and then you asked me to like price things or, you know, are we, we're like, thinking we about this or. We can't afford that at the moment. <laughs> and I, and then I'd get the rejection. You'd be like, oh, you yeah, know, we've gone with this other thing. And I, I was like, I roll. I was like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> and that did, that did come back to bite us on the bum. Did it? Yeah, when we didn't go with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just prolong the process, yeah. <laughs> but we were, like, we were really. It's called dumb tax. We were really. <laughs> we, we, um, dumb tax is, like, what led. Let's talk about a dumb tax, like, right now. So that business partner that ripped us off, I actually didn't sign a contract with him. Um, and I know you're really big on contracts. So I think there's really to put that side note, dumb tax. I said, we should do a contract. He's like, no, you don't need it. So there you go. I, I paid that dumb tax in entrepreneurship and learnt. Um, but we were really adamant that we just knew we were going to work with you in some way. And so in what month did you come on to help us with it, the training platform? It was just after Christmas. So just after Christmas, we hired Jazz to come in and help put our training, our certification program together. Um, and then. That was our first date. That was that was our first. We were frupple date. We were frupple dating. <laughs> Way back then, which was really just not that long ago, on how quickly things have moved moved for the company. And um, I I look back and smile at that time because we were like, right, it's this amount of money for this amount of time for this job. Uh, and we got the job done. There was a few loose ends because of, you know, w whatever. But I just I decided not to leave. Usually <laughs> I, <laughs> I just kind of hung, hung around, do you know, and I, I don't know, it felt really um, uh, just 
easeful in my body and energetically, like with the, um, like the, you know, like you guys paid me for that um, first uh, contract. Um, but I just hung around. And it was well, interesting because I would of- never, ever, ever usually do that. But it just felt like the right thing to do. It, it was. It was really seamless. And I had been saying to Elle for a really long time, oh, I think I'm ready to bring a business partner in. Like I need the support to Which be able to. Which is a big, big deal for Jamie. Yeah. She's usually like El Jefe, the boss. That like that becomes the master of none when it tries to do everything. You know, my skill set is very broad. But while you, you still are El Jefe. <laughs> 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 when you try and, you know, us entrepreneurs, we do, we have massive bandwidths and we will see things that need to just get done and, we'll, and we will do it. But I was also really mindful of not putting my, my, I love stress, like, and I know you do, Jazz, and we can talk on that and love, not just so much stress, but meeting the edges. Like, I love that feeling. That's the best thing I love about entrepreneurship is the best personal development program that you'll ever get because to grow a company and to go all in, you've got to meet your edges of what you believe is possible within yourself and reality. And so I was really mindful, hey, that I just, I didn't want to end up in a place where I put so much stress on my big picture thinking um, that I didn't have the right support or we didn't have yeah, the and that's right. Yeah, that's the learning is like once you do get to those edges is who are the people that are going to help support take you on? It takes those. a village to raise a company and it takes all different mindsets, you know. I think that's one of being the biggest thing of growing the Green Rebellion is how different mindsets are actually needed to, mm-hmm. you know, cook cook the company soup. And you and I have some pretty intense conversations, <laughs> like regularly regularly and that's why I think we grow so quick was this right people because you know I decided I need it needed this kind of person in my life then we made the decision that we wanted to bring a business partner in and it was just after we launched the green rebellion and we did the launch party on the gold coast you had gone away to do plant medicine yep and I said to our I think I'm gonna ask Jazz for a partnership and he agreed on it and and then I'm driving home from the ceremony and um, I come into service <laughs> and I get this message from Jamie, hey, like are you, are you free for a chat? Or no, that's right. I sent you a, a message and I was like, you are a fucking funny bitch. <laughs> like I have a story to tell you. And so it was a Saturday morning. It was mid-Saturday morning and um, Saturday mid-morning. And we got on a call and I didn't, I wasn't aware of the conversation that you and Al had had that morning. I was wanting to share that you, in my medicine journey, you had kept coming into my journey and making me laugh. <laughs> like you were in my consciousness all night. And I was like, because we'd been working together, you know, for the previous couple of months, but there was this like, you were coming in and we were like, like cackling and you were like I was experiencing this like ridiculous amount of joy and laughter and um shit stirring oh it was so funny and so I was like I came out of the journey and I was like I have to call Jamie and tell her what happened last night I was like you like you wouldn't leave me alone like you were actually like really funny and then really a spiritual journey like this is the first time I think like we've talked about it in this length and like the The thruple the thruple and the (laughs) spiritual journey of business that led to me you know manifesting like I was your your like to the point skill set is like what I knew I needed in my life 
and then you came along and then you went to a plant, like you went into the quantum, yeah. you went to the other side. I was there already like doing business on the other side. <laughs> yeah. And it's been a like very special journey, I, I think. It, uh, what's, it, what's it been like for you? <laughs> just, I'm just a meat in the sandwich really. No, I would say that Alice. As you would see, he's a man of words when it's needed and he doesn't like very many people. And <laughs> don't say that. He, I like everybody he loves, in small doses. He's a very, no, you don't. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a very in microdoses. He's a very big heart but there's very few people that he actually likes. And I knew I've got ja- a very small circle. Yeah, 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 and I knew Jazz, my thinking was right when Al actually enjoyed being in Jazz's company. Thanks, Al. Thanks you for like. Tick. Thanks you, got the, for, you got the blue tick. Thanks for having me in your circle. <laughs> but I think the growth for all of us, like not only the company, I think for me, like Jazz, you being in my space and learning things from you that weren't my skill set has skyrocketed my entrepreneur and actually finding somebody that wants to be in the game as hard as me. Like I had struggled, like. For me, I've always been an entrepreneur, even yeah. when I wasn't. A lot of people talk the talk, but not many people walk the walk. So I've always been an entrepreneur. So always when I wasn't an entrepreneur, I was an entrepreneur. And finding somebody that wanted to play the game as hard as me, as hard as me, has been really, mm. really hard. I think there's been some funny moments when um, I've had two people say this to me. It's like, Jasmine, I think you've met your match, <laughs> finally. Like in Jamie, like like the the level of like where we meet each other with our business brains and our level of I I you know we are relentless in what we're doing. Uh, you know the business plan that we've created um, for the Green Rebellion. It it is an aggressive business plan. Yeah. Um, and it, like as a you know I mean I've got my own business already. Like it you know I didn't come into this partnership um, from a place of desperation at all. Like I'm, you know, uh, uh, and for me it's been such a breath of fresh air to partner with some people and I get opportunities across my desk every week, it, consistently every week. And I'm like, no, thank you, no, thank you, or uh, I'm not good for that but, you know, I'll recommend to other people to, um, you know, and I'm a really good connector. Um uh, you are an amazing connector. Yeah, but but for myself it was such a incredible experience to be met in the way that you and I meet each other to be able to create something extraordinary. Like, And when you came to me and you were like, Jasmine, I want to take the Eco Cleaning Co, turn it into the Green Rebellion and I want to make it global, I'm like, fuck yes, let's go play that game. Mm. Like let's go. Do you know, one and thing I'd like to talk into just quickly on that is there was something really key that you said there is that you didn't come into this business at a point of des- out of desperation or lack or, or lack. scarcity. So there was none of that kind of away from energy when this was created. It's always been forwards, forwards energy pushing this business. And that's been which, big for me because in our other business that we started, there was a lot of desperate energy in the start of that, not from us, but from the other people that we brought into the business. Oh, which comes from us, you know, like we're well, the common denominator, from, like you know, like yeah. you know, we we were creating this energy of the hustle is dead and trying to partner with people that weren't coming to something um, abundantly and not from scarcity. Mm. Mm. And I love 
I love my consulting business. I know we're going to talk about that in, in a couple of episodes time, but I, I, I love my business. My business is thriving. I love your business. So, and so for, uh, you know, and as business owners, I kind of get a bit fucking territorial about my life, uh, my quality of life, my lifestyle, you know, what I can do, what I can't do, because I've worked hard for it. I've created everything that, as we all do, you know, like, like for how my life looks. So to say yes, like when you guys came to me, uh, when I was driving home from the medicine journey and you were like, Al and I were actually talking and, you know, we want to have a conversation with you about coming in as business partner. Um, and we, none of us knew what that would look like. We just, it was a yes for all of us, but we had to go away and, uh, well, we had to go and create, create it instead of, cause there's no rule book. Um, um, but you know, not coming into or creating from a place of lack or scarcity is such a pivotal uh, energetics for anyone to come in. A place of growth. I think that was the biggest thing for all of us, right? Like you you were sitting very comfortable in your business. You had reached that level as a business owner and I think it's that next step into like for you that I see is like that full-blown entrepreneur mm. Like you were stepping in for me, I have a successful business. Now I'm coming into entrepreneurship because not only did you come in as a business partner. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You looked at the numbers and went, actually, I'll buy an area too. Mm. I was, well, your second number two, brand licensee. Yes. So Jazz, when she was putting the numbers together um, for our brand licensees that are helping us do the worldwide rollout, she looked at the numbers and she was messaging me and going, Jamie, are these numbers right? Because this doesn't seem right. And I'm like, yeah, Jazz, they're right. She's like, can I buy Sydney? And I was like, are you going to let her? And I'm like, she's actually the perfect person that we would, that we were looking for as a brand licensee and people to partner with, to help take the green rebellion around the world. And that's big for me. Like it's really still big and I know we get on calls with, you know, a lot of seasoned entrepreneurs along the journey just because, you know, with me I need that external validation along the way. <laughs> you, it's all right, Jamie, your process, your structure, everything works. But I think the biggest thing for me is in, in my entrepreneur journey and stepping into my full biz woman is actually owning that I've created a fucking worldwide phenomenon, phenomenon. That's been big for me. What's a global brand? A global brand that actually people want to be part of and like somebody like you, Jazz, that gets headhunted all the time, somebody that, you know, has so many opportunities land in their lap that I put my opportunity on your lap and you went, I'm in. So <laughs> thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on the journey. We, you know, we've, we've got a long way to go um, and it's humbling to think, of the journey ahead, but it's also very exciting. Um, and like energetically, uh, like I, I, I've, I'm, I'm behind the scenes in the business, in the numbers, but it feels really fucking possible. Yep. Yeah. Like, and just one step at a time. How do you eat an elephant? One mouthful at a time. How do you create a global brand? One day at a time. And, and holding on to and holding point for, that that vision of what's possible mm. and, and bringing in the team around you 
to be able to execute and make that happen. Yeah, and that's one of the most important things we've learned, which I'll keep touching on is the support network that it takes to create your vision as well. Yeah, it takes a village. You've got to be able to scale and be able to scale. You need people around you to help you scale. The right kind of people, you know, that's what we've been really passionate about since the start and, you know, going back to quickly before we wrap up is this ecological business model and one of the one of those key points that I wanted in this business partner was the person that fought the way that I did and that was the first thing that you got was creating this ecosystem where it was win-win and I was like, fuck yes, like she actually, she actually gets it. So from the very start we've been really mindful about the people that we do bring into the Green Rebellion to help, you know, dominate the globe in the next three years that we weren't going to just take cash because – you know, not all cash is fucking cash flow, right? <sighs> yeah. Thank you. We'll see you guys on episode three. Call to action. Call to action. You do that. You can. You do that. No, you can. You do it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Please make sure you do jump on and check us out on all of our socials. We're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I believe we're going to drop Instagram. some links down below. So click those links and come check us out. Thank you very much.